The Joy FM Sports presents The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Welcome to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley, and today I'm joined by a very special guest in studio. He's a former Slocum Red Top and Troy Trojan. He's played both defensive end and linebacker in college, Jarvis Hayes. Jarvis, thank you for being here, man. Thank you for having me. Now, Jarvis, man, whenever I have a student athlete on the show, I always tell them the reason for the name of the show. So it's called The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Growing up, when I was playing sports, there was no better feeling than hitting the ball on the sweet spot of the bat. What's your sweet spot moment? It could be a forced fumble, an interception, a sack. What's that sweet spot moment when you're playing football on the field? Definitely as a defensive player, is getting a sack. So, I mean, whenever you get a sack, it, it just makes you feel great. The whole crowd going crazy. And you hit the quarterback when he's not paying attention, and that just makes everything a lot better. What was uh, What's one of your most memorable sacks that you've had? Uh, playing Coastal Carolina. After getting into an argument with my coach on the sideline, I got two sacks back-to-back, and he pulled me to the sideline, and he was like, see, the reason why I get on to you is because you don't fold, you don't you don't lay down, you turn that frustration into something positive, and you make it better for you. Now, that was your junior year, right? Was that yes. correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I was looking through the stats, man. I had that Coastal Carolina game in mind, so I know that was a special day for you. Yeah. Now, um... You went from Slocum High School to Itawamba Community College. Yes, that's right. What led you to choosing Itawamba? What other schools were you, were interested in you during your recruitment period? Um, so when I went on my visit to Itawamba, it was more. It was like whenever I choose where I want to go, it's more of how I feel. It's like coming from a small town in Slocum, and then when I went to Itawamba, it was sort of kind of small. It was like an exit, so you would never think there would be a community college there. So when I got there, it was a small town. Everybody was close. Everybody knew each other. So when I chose that, it was because it felt like home. And so me being there, it just made me feel like home. And I knew that I was in a, the right place. And also, when I was in high school before I graduated, I talked to my defensive coach at Troy, Jordan Leslie. He knew the offensive coach line at Etiwamba. So then... He was like, just go to Etiwamba and get your grades because my my dream school has always been Troy. So if I could have went out of high school straight to Troy, I would have went. So when I went to Etiwamba, my goal was to just get my grades and be able to show out on the field so that I can go to Troy. Now, when you, um, you know, went to Etiwamba, I looked it up. And it's located in Fulton, Mississippi. Yes. Fulton, Mississippi is about a five-hour drive to Slocum, Alabama. Yes. Uh, how was that leaving home for the first time? How difficult was it for you? Um, I'm going to be honest. When I first left, I was trying to be all hard. Like, yes, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. But as soon as I got there, me and my mom and my uncles and everybody helped unpack when I got to Mississippi. As soon as they left, it all hit me. And so, honestly, don't ever feel the need to rush out of your home because when you're gone, you're going to miss it. So when I got there, it was just like, I mean, it was it was a sad moment, but I knew what I had to go there and do to get back home. How often did you did you come home and visit friends and family? Uh, my freshman year, I actually came home almost every two weeks, and I 
it, it took a toll on me, but I mean, it was just, I wanted to be home. I wanted to be around my family. But when it came to my sophomore year, I was more relaxed. I was more comfortable with being there. So when I, when I came, when it came to my sophomore year, I didn't go home as much. I only went home maybe on Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then over the summer, we have to be there in July. So I'll be home for June and then but when we have to go back for the school year, I never came home. Man, I remember when I first, you know, when I was you talk about Troy being your dream school. Auburn was my dream school. I've always wanted to attend Auburn going back to when I was in tenth grade in high school. And so I went to community college after high school, got my associates there, still wasn't ready to leave home, so I went to Alabama A and M where I could commute to school and still take classes towards my major. And so it's three years there. And then I'm finally ready to make that move to Auburn and get my bachelor's. And when I went there, man, it was like you said, it's it's an adjustment, you know, being away from friends and family, knowing, you know, packing and getting everything situated for school. And every chance I got to go home man, whether it was I didn't have a car either at Auburn. So I rode with people that would come back to North Alabama and give me rides. And so, uh, yeah, every chance I got to go back home and spend time with friends and family, man, I took full advantage of it. But, you know, I know going to Auburn prepared me for when I moved to Dothan. It wasn't as hard of, you know, transition of leaving home for the second time since that I'd, you know, done it before. So I know what you mean, man. I know, you know, being away from family for the first time, you know, when, especially when you have a big family and a close knit family that's, that's caring and loving, it's so hard to leave them knowing you're not going to see them on a daily basis. So I fully understand what you went through there, man. So, uh, but going back to Itawamba, how did playing, at ICC develop you as a student athlete? Um, definitely, when it when it comes to being a college athlete, you have to be able to time management, like manage your time and stuff like that. So in JUCO, it was, it was nothing but like football homework because by the time you get done with football, like now you got to go and do homework and it's about nighttime. So then whenever you wake up the next day at school and then you got to go straight to football. And... Nobody really knows this, but, like, in my opinion, JUCO is harder than D1 because, yeah, when you make it to D1, like, they say you got all these big people and this and that. But when you get to JUCO, it's more you competing. And when you get there, like, your number one thing is to get out in a year and a half because if you don't get out in a year and a half, you have to stay one more semester that makes two years. You're not guaranteed the big schools. You're not guaranteed, like, something that you really want because the college coaches come to, come there for people who did it on the field and off the field. So you got to be able to manage your time. You got to be able to make the grades. You got to be able to go to the practice and stuff, like, determined to show the coaches that you deserve a second chance. And that's what JUCO is, is for second chances. And, I mean, I, I'm really proud – to say that I went to JUCO because it taught me a lot. It taught me how to be a man. It taught me how to, like, face adversity. And that's a lot of people don't know how to face adversity. And it takes time. And, I mean, at the end of the day, like, life goes on. But you can't dwell upon the things that has happened to you and that has brought you down and this and that. Man, that's good stuff. I like that, man. Um, talk about... You know, so you've went through quite a few head coaches. You played for John Cooper, 2015 at Slocum, uh, Sean Cannon, 2016 and 17 at Itawamba. 
Neil Brown in 2018 at Troy, and then Chip Lindsey at Troy in 2019 as well. Uh, so that's four different coaches in five years. Uh, how difficult was it playing with different coaches in that um, uh, amount of time? Uh, I look at it as it's just, it's just another step. Like it's, things is going to change in life. So what are you going to do? You're going to sit there and make it more difficult or are you going to sit here and learn? Because whenever there's new people, whenever there's different things in life, you learn from different things. Like you don't want to want to, you don't want to just be around the same stuff. You want to learn from different things. You, you want to be able to pick up different tools, different, because for every coach that I went through, they all had something different. They all taught me something different. Like in high school, like, yeah, I, I learned how to rush off the edge. Okay, when I went to college, like, I learned how to drop in coverage. And that's something that I didn't do in high school. Like, all I did in high school was just go off the edge, go off the edge. It was never a drop in coverage. So it's just a fact of whenever you around different people, like, you got to, you will learn different things, whether it's something good, whether it's something bad. But it's something that will teach you, like, a life lesson. Man, you, you're dropping some serious nuggets of wisdom today, man. Uh, like I said, life is a teacher. You know, like you said, it's kind of, you know, the, regardless of what position you're in, what situation you're in, there's always something to take from it, as you mentioned. So, yeah, I, li- I like what you're saying, man. Uh, you're teaching me some things as well, and hopefully some of the viewers, uh, listeners that are, you know, tuning in today as well. Now, uh, I have to take you back to September 15th, 2018, when your Trojans traveled to Lincoln to beat the Nebraska Cornhuskers 24-19. Talk about the confidence the team that had that day and how did it come through? Uh, how did y'all come through a victory that day? Uh, I mean, at the end, like, like people always say, it's the team who come out with the biggest confidence. Like, you can, you can be the biggest person in the world and not have the biggest heart. So I feel like as my team went out there and as we prepared for all this, like, we had a bigger heart because the biggest heart wins. And we were determined to show everybody that we deserve to be on the field with them. And, I mean, when we walked out, it's 90,000 people. Like, from from them losing to them winning, like, they crowd was loud the whole time. And that was the loudest place I ever been in. And you couldn't hear nothing. So, we knew it was going to be loud. So, we had to learn the signals. We had to learn the plays. We had to remain calm. We had to learn how to just, you know, stay level-headed and so I mean that that game it, it was really one of my probably favorite games because of the atmosphere and I think the atmosphere had like picked us up it gave even though we didn't have that many fans there it gave us some boost and we knew that we was gonna go out there and do what we had to do to win now take us to the celebration after the game, going back to Troy and then locker room, and I mean, what was it like, man, after a victory against a team like Nebraska? Uh, it, it was. See, when we walked out, like when I walked out, you know, they fans screaming like I got the chills, but when I got into the locker room after the game, like the chill, it, it, I can't even describe <laughs> it. it. It was different from the chills. It was. It was just like I don't know. It was just a great moment and. I mean, it, it was it was great to see me and my team be able to celebrate because, yeah, you're going to win. Yeah, you're going to lose. But at the end of the day, when you celebrate, you just make memories with that stuff. And like playing football. Honestly, I don't I don't really I'm not going to say I don't care about the wins, but it's more of a 
I want to be able to have a bond with these boys. Like I want to be able to have a bond. And then whenever we all done with football and I see them, it's like, Oh, Hey, you remember this moment or Hey, like it ain't necessarily got to be about football. It's just the bond. And that's just something that I always look for in a football team. That's just something I always look for in people. I want bond. I want brotherhood. I want this like, and so I felt like we had like brotherhood in there and I mean, it it was just a great feeling, and you know, we always do a fight song at the end. We we sang our little fight song at the end. It it was just amazing. Everybody smiling, everybody happy. Now, for your senior year, you were uh, one of four players who were named team captains. Uh, speak on how special that honor was for you. Um, it it was really special. Uh, I I really didn't expect it, and. So, I mean, when I was named team captain for the whole year, I felt like it gave me more boost. It gave me more motivation to be the leader that everybody sees in me. And not only, like, the players, because, yeah, the players was there last year, but for, like, us to have, like, a whole new coaching staff pretty much, because my my junior year at Troy, like I was on, we had this thing called leadership council, and I was on the leadership council, and then we had this thing where when new people come in, like we the people who are pretty much the leaders, I guess they are the big brothers of the freshmen. So I had a little brother pretty much, and me and him got a great bond. So then. When my senior year rolled around, I get named team captain for the rest of the year. It was just, it was just something more to give me motivation to be a leader. It was something more to give me hope to keep pushing, you know. And it's like if people see me this way, I wonder like, why, why, like I, I can't, I can't sit here and be down. Like I gotta be able to keep on moving. I gotta be able to uplift them, like because there's gonna always be hard times. So. I think me being a leader of one of the leaders of the team, it was just a great feeling, and it just gave me the motivation that I needed to keep pushing through everything. Because like you said, talking about being a leader, uh, it's not just what you say, but what you do. You know, like you said, there's, if you're a leader, if you're named one of the captains, the coaching staffs trusting you to be an example for the rest of the guys, so you have to hold yourself accountable, you know, first, before you can – say hey i'm gonna be a captain i'm gonna be a leader for the rest of the team it starts with you so uh you know like you said it, uh, that you took that upon yourself to be a positive influence for the rest of the team and you know that's something you be, i know you're proud of it but man dude that's that says a lot you know whenever a coach says hey i want you to be a captain for this team dude uh you know that i know that gives you chills as well knowing that mm-hmm. you're like an extension of the coach in a way just because when you know other other players may not be doing what they're supposed to do, they're counting on you to step in to fill that gap and get everybody back on track. So that's that's pretty cool, man. Um, now I know back in high school, I read a quote. You said you play DN at Slocum, and then at junior college, you think you're gonna play DN. You move to linebacker. You go to Troy, you think you're gonna play linebacker. They move you back to DN. Everybody can't make that transition back and forth. Uh, talk about how difficult that was, you know, going from DN to linebacker back to DN. So, and when I first got to JUCO, it w- it was really, like I said, like I was ta- like 
in a previous conversation that we had when I was talking about every coach teach you different things. When I first got to JUCO, like I said, like I never dropped in coverage. So when I got there, they was expecting me to drop in coverage. So when I first did it, it was just it wasn't something that I was comfortable with. It wasn't something that I felt like I knew how to do because I never knew how to drop into coverage. I never knew like the coverages and this and that. Like so me going back and forth from DN to outside linebacker, like it, it was really hard. But like I said, like I'm not the person who sit here and mope about something. I'm I'm gonna like adjust to it. I'm gonna keep on pushing through it. And so, you know, when I got to Troy and I had to play DN, like I was what, maybe two twenty when I first got to Troy, they wanted me up to like 240, 245. So that was the first time I ever had to, you know, gain weight or do something just to play a position. And so they gave me a challenge and me, like I love being challenged. Like, so my goal every day was to get. And so when I got up to the weight, like I've always been fast. So I felt like even though I was fast, I felt like me gaining weight, it slowed me up. So, like, what am I going to do about it? Like, sit there and hope? No, you got to be able to fix it. You got to be able to, like, grow with it. So as I put on the weight and this and that, like, I just became more, more of a, like, like, more comfortable with switching back and forth because, yeah, my my junior year when I got to Troy, I played DN. But also my senior year at Troy, I moved back to outside linebacker. So it was more like the more that I kept doing it, the more I got adjusted to it, the more I got, like, comfortable with it. And so, I mean, it's just it's just in life, it's always, it's always going to be a test. And that's how I look at everything, like, Anything that's negative, like anything that hurts me, I always like it's a test. It's a test. God is testing me. So why not do the best that I can to build? Now, last month uh, you had your pro day at Troy. Uh, talk about the training that you went through to prepare for that opportunity. Um, I work with one of the school strength and conditioning coach, Coach Hunnessy. And so every day we go up there four days out the week and do like, 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 I guess stance for running and we'll do jumping and this and that. So the preparation, I mean, it was, it was pretty good. And until I actually pulled my hamstring during training, like I pulled my hamstring running the 40. And so when I was running the 40, I actually clocked a four or five with a pull hamstring. Like I, like my determination, like I, yeah, I'll pull my hamstring, but I'm going to finish through the line. And I'm always pushing myself. I'm I'm hard on myself. And I'd rather fall and be severely hurt than rather than give up. Because if when I start, like, I'm going to finish. And that's my goal and everything. Like, I don't I don't like to quit. I don't like to just step back. Like, no, I'm, I'm going ahead of steam. Like, and I'm going to finish. Regardless of the pain, anything. And so I, ju- I just take, like... All that that's happening, like, I mean, it's just a test, like I said. And so when pro day came, you know, because I pulled, I pulled my hamstring late into training. 
So that's that's closer to Pro Day. So when Pro Day came, like my hamstring wasn't fully healed. So we got in there. The first thing we did was we did our vertical jump. I jumped at 36. Pull hamstring still bothered me. Then we got in there and we had to do the broad jump. I jumped 12 feet. Pull hamstring still hurt me. Then we had to do bench. And then we went outside and did our 40s. I took off running. When I got about to the 20-yard line, hamstring hurt. But I, I was determined to finish. And so I did both of my 40s, and then I did L drill and 5-10-5. But, I mean, it, it was still hurting, but I'm going to always finish because I'm determined to finish, like, regardless of the circumstances. Now, what kind of positive feedback did you receive from scouts during your pro day? Uh, I, I've actually, when I was there, I know I work with the New York Giants, and he was he was teaching me some things, like I said, like, different people teach you different things and he was, he was teaching me a lot of stuff and I know I just felt like like I felt like he wasn't he wasn't like regardless of if he was going to pick me up he wasn't doing it for no reason like if he see me because he, he wasn't just like there like he actually worked with me he was like okay do this like and I'm like my goal was to always be first in line so like I'm seen like, I got to put myself out there. If I ain't got nobody to put me out there, I'm going to put myself out there. And I know when I first, like, this ain't something, like, that was said to me. But when I first got there, got to Troy, uh, my senior year, the San Francisco 49ers, one of their recruiters came. And he was looking for Coach Shaughnessy, the person who trained us. And so I took him over there. And then when Pro Day came, which is, like, months from when I had took him there like he he remembered my name like he remembered Jarvis like this and that so it, it was just it was just like like oh wow like he remembered me like you know and so I just, I just felt like I mean you got to put yourself out there in order to have opportunities in life you can't just sit back and expect things to come to you now if a team were to ask you what are we getting by having Jarvis Hayes on our roster what would you say Oh, uh, you're getting a hard worker, definitely. Like, a person who's determined to give his all no matter what. Now, for those student-athletes who are looking to play in college, if you could give them words of advice, words of encouragement, what would you tell them? Number one, get your grades. Like, your your grades is really, really important because in high school, if you're trying to go straight to D1 or no matter where you're trying to go, you got to have grades because the coaches don't want you just for football like yeah some people some high school coaches are more about football and don't really think of the student's grade but when you get to college like the coaches think more of your grades like you get punishment this and that like if you don't got the right grade so you definitely need to be able to focus like no don't don't be afraid to ask for help like like you you can have tutors it, it doesn't matter like tutors or this and that like be able to put in extra time for stuff that you really want and on a football aspect, like always grind. Like, what are you? The question is, what are you doing when nobody's watching you? Are you just sitting there, or are you actually putting in the work to be able to, you know, reach your goals in life? And I mean, it's it's just no matter if you don't know what you're doing on the field or off the field, this and that. Like, just do the best. Like, always be positive. Don't think negative thoughts because negative thoughts can like stray you away from where you're trying to go Jarvis man I truly appreciate you swinging by the sweet spot I'm 
definitely enjoyed our conversation today, man. You've uh, you've given a lot of people encouragement, you know, words of wisdom, man. So, uh, man, just keep being who you are. Keep, you know, allowing God to flow through you and everything. You I know there's a lot of people in this area that are proud of you, man. Thank you. And that was Jarvis Hayes, former Slocum Red Top and Troy Trojan. He's graduated with his degree from Troy in social science, and, you know, we wish him nothing but great success in his future. Now, when we return, we're going to close with today's Triple C segment, so don't go anywhere. Hey, this is Teresa Reynolds for the Wicksburg Panthers. You're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. It's time for today's Triple C segment, Corey's closing comments, and this is what I want to share with you today. It's from Exodus 14, 14, and it reads, The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. And that's the New Living Translation. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. You know, a lot of times we're trying to make things happen for ourselves, by ourselves, and, you know, we're just stressing out and putting more pressure on ourselves than what's needed. And here in Exodus, it tells us, that God will fight for us. He, he's going to fight our battles. We just need to relax. We just need to trust him that it's already worked out. And another translation with that same scripture from Exodus 14, 14, it says, the Lord will fight for you and you won't have to do a thing. I think about that. The Lord will fight for you and you won't have to do anything. So just rest in who God is, rest in his love for you. And just know that it's already done. It's already worked out. There's no need to stress. There's no need to worry. There's no need to feel any kind of pressure. And always remember, there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot. Stay in the sweet spot with the Joy FM Sports Facebook page. This has been a presentation of the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game.